widespread malaria in the country. And uh, this morning, uh, we understand that three women, two from Dwarnpur, north of Pretoria, and another from the northwest province, have reportedly died of malaria. The three are said to have not been in a malaria-prevalent area. And uh, one of the women's uh, husband is understood to also be infected. So this morning, um, we are trying to find out whether these deaths are related uh, to this uh, new malaria vector and uh, trying to find out from uh, Professor Tian De Yar, who's the director at the University of Pretoria's Institute for Sustainable Malaria Control. Uh, Professor, thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Good morning. So, um, as I just indicated, we spoke about a new uh, malaria vector this uh, earlier this week, um, and now these deaths are... Is there any attributable link between the two? Um, it is. These cases are currently under investigation by the NICD and the National Department of Health. Um, what we should remember is that we had abnormal rainfalls and climate conditions that is creating suitable breeding situations for mosquitoes. And therefore, one can expect during this time of the year a significant increase in malaria cases. What is also important to know is that there's various malaria uh, mosquito species, and some are more indoor, uh, where they rest on the walls on the inside, and that has traditionally been uh, sprayed for in our national malaria control programs. And now there is more focus on the other mosquito species where the outdoor biting behavior has become more important. And when you talk about that and you're saying the rainfall would have, um, you know, attributed to this in some cases, um, how prevalent is malaria outbreaks in South Africa on an annual basis? There's been a significant decline over the past 10 years, and South Africa is actually in a pre-elimination phase uh, with a target to eliminate malaria by 2018. But as you can understand, it is quite a challenge. So um, there is um, about uh, 292 uh, malaria deaths still in Africa, um, some in Limpopo province, um, Pumalanga province, and to a lesser extent in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, but globally, malaria is still a challenge, and we should remember that one child is uh, dying every two minutes of malaria. So what are some of the challenges that we as a country face in reducing cases of malaria? I think in addition to uh, the neighboring countries, which is a major challenge to us, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, where there's still a very high incidence, also changing environment and climate change we should take into consideration in the long term. In addition to that, in your more malaria endemic areas, there's a change in, in housing, so more from the traditional huts to, to uh, western structures. So our control programs should also take that into consideration. And then entomological surveillance is really fundamentally uh, important and uh, a critical activity in the malaria control programs, and we need to build more capacity in that.
Professor Diyar, um, also just if you could share with us, how does malaria generally present and uh, what can people do to prevent themselves from being in, uh, uh, um, infected with it? Um, it would normally be uh, flu-like symptoms, headaches, nausea, um, and high fevers. But I think what is really important with the upcoming holiday season and Easter weekend, people will be traveling, and many of them to neighboring countries, is that they take precaution. And therefore, you know, the A, B, C, D is very important. Awareness, bite prevention, chemoprophylaxis, and diagnosis. Now, in terms of uh, prevention, I think uh, try to avoid being outside during dusk and dawn, wear long sleeves, avoid wearing dark clothes, use repellents, uh, but make sure that you also visit your doctor or travel clinic before you go into high-risk malaria areas. And um, I see your university has issued a Malaria Buddy app. Please tell us more about that. Yes, that is an initiative with uh, TWF, one of the travel agents, and it's specifically aimed at travelers um, giving basic malaria information in terms of prevention, malaria areas, symptoms, and we're trying uh, now to expand on that and we'll hopefully launch soon the phase two where it will be GPS um, interactive where people can find out where the nearest healthcare center or clinic will be and where they can get assistance or help in terms of malaria. So it's really a a tool to educate and to inform people not only about the risks of malaria, but also to support them in terms uh, of uh, getting the necessary help from uh, the doctor or a healthcare center. So how do people uh, get hold of that app? Uh, You know, how do they go about downloading it? Is there any cost involved? How does this work? This app is free of charge and it is available uh, for download from on any cell phone, uh, Android-based or Apple-based, and um, they can just basically download it free of charge and it will give them the necessary information on malaria and malaria prevention. Well, thank you so much, uh, Professor Tian Dayar, who is the director at the University of Pretoria's Institute for Sustainable Malaria Control. And uh, the, a few